Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, uh, JJ, we are certainly not at all uh, lacking topics to discuss. I guess let's uh, let's first start with the, the most topical, the most newsworthy, the most recent, and that is that uh, Major League ba- Baseball Players Association rejects uh, the league's proposal for the uh, 2020 draft. But before we do that, let's get some background, some color on that, going back to the, uh, the, the March proposal, the March agreement. So, yeah, so, I mean, a normal year we've had for the last uh... – Really, for the 21st century, the the draft has been you know 40 rounds. It used to be as many rounds as you wanted to do, but it's been 40 rounds for for quite a while. Um, and this year, MLB, with you know obviously everything's going on, MLB owners actually even kind of floated the idea of maybe we don't have a draft this year. They did, you know, they did kind of make an agreement with the MLB Players Association that there is a draft, but it can be as few as five rounds, and it won't be any more than 10. They came to that agreement. Now MLB has come back and said, okay, so here's our proposal, so it'll be a 10-round draft. And basically I said, our proposal for a 10-round draft is, is let's cut what was supposed to be the, the bonuses for the 6th through 10th round. Let's cut them in half. And by the way, let's also throw a limit on how many players you can sign, undrafted players you can sign for 20,000. Everyone else has to sign for five. And the MLBPA simply said no to that. That doesn't mean it's not going to be a 10-round draft. It means it can't be a 10-round draft under the rules that MLB proposed. Still could be five rounds only. But I know that I think there is a, a little bit of a, of a difference of opinion. When we talk to baseball people, we talk to front office officials, we talk to scouting directors, they want a 10-round draft. They don't want a five-round draft. There's a difference, obviously, there between them. And then on the financial side, there are a lot of owners who want a five-round draft because it will save them another – you know, 500,000 or so per team. And so that's, if it is a five round draft, it'll be effectively to save about, uh, you know, it, this proposal would have been five, you know, 500,000 per team. Overall, MLB will save about $30 million if they cut it from a five, 10 round draft to a five round draft. Okay. So uh, I, I even have to ask, I mean, why would owners not want access to talent? Because it's, it's relatively inexpensive uh, in the draft as opposed to trying to go out and, and get it. That, that almost seems backwards to me as well, that the owners would, would want less players. I, I think you have to look at everything right now within the context of I, – I, I'm more of my – you know I haven't talked to I, – I don't run in circles where I talk to a whole lot of MLB owners, so I don't want to make it sound like I have the information I don't. But I do know kind of a lot about the economics of baseball. I try to, and – these owners, these teams are worried about cash flow this year. They have not had really any 
significant money coming in so far this year. They have significant expenses going out. The draft reductions, I, MLB teams have always, MLB owners have always tried to cut money that they spend in the draft. They've been doing that consistently for, for years. But in a situation like this, they already have deferments, by the way, on these bonuses. The number one pick this year will get 100000 this year and then get the rest of their bonus in, in installments next year and the year after. So they've already cut more money out of what they'll spend in the draft this year, this calendar year, than they have spent on sending to the MLE players so far for the uh, for their salaries for that you know for the part where they're getting salaries even though they're not playing games, it's a cash reduction strategy. That's the overarching idea of it is that it cuts the money they have to spend. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, it's in the grand scheme of baseball, the numbers that we are talking about here are very modest. And the other reality of it is, is I think it's also very fair to say is that from a player's perspective this is going to be much more significant to them than it is to the teams because you're going to have players who in a normal year would have signed a three hundred you know thousand dollar contract and now they may go undrafted or you know at the best they're getting offered fifty seventy five a hundred thousand dollars maybe and that kind of money at the individual level is is a massively different but you know especially if a guy goes undrafted and all of a sudden his he's maxing out at twenty thousand dollars which in past years he could have gotten 125. $125,000 to start your baseball career is very different from 20. But at the big macro level, it's it's not a whole lot of money in a in a 10 plus billion dollar industry. Yeah, no doubt. As uh, we continue our conversation with the with JJ Cooper, so uh, where does college baseball fall into this? Because this is obviously going to have its trickle down effects uh, when you do put these type of really. Uh, uh, really intense caps uh, on the money, J.J. I mean, is this going to be eventually a boom for college baseball, or is this going to be uh, – is this going to hurt them? I mean, I don't know where that falls because you got to figure that there's a lot of high school guys that otherwise are not going to sign that are going to go to college. It's, it's kind of like a good news, bad news, I would say. Um, okay, so let's take it from the good news side first as far as the quality of college baseball play next year. So the NCAA has already come out and said that they're going to grant an extra year of eligibility to every spring sport athlete. So every college baseball player, if you were a graduating senior last year, let's say you graduated, you still can come back and play in 2021 if you so choose. Um, and that goes down to if you were a redshirt freshman and you a freshman who redshirt last year, well, you're going to be a redshirt freshman next year. So every player – in college baseball, currently, essentially saw their eligibility clock basically backed up. It stopped. So this past year does not count towards their, you know, the years of eligibility they've used. So that's going to up the uh, level of player. On top of that, like you said, in a normal draft, 40 rounds, you're going to have a whole lot of juniors and seniors drafted out of Division One colleges who sign in the 12th round, in the 15th, in the 22nd, in the 25th, all the way down through the draft. That's going to be cut off this year. Um, and on top of that, <laughs> undrafted players, you know, because yes, it's, let's say it's five rounds. If you're a college junior and they come to you and said, hey, we like you, we weren't able to draft you, but here's $20,000. If you have any pro potential, next year's draft we know is going to be 20 rounds. If you have any pro potential, you're better off probably saying no to that and going back to school 
unless the cost of your school, because I get to remember, big college baseball, these aren't all full scholarships, unless the cost of going to school is prohibitive for you. But you're, you're going to take such a financial hit by doing that. So both of those stack the rosters. Then the high school class, there's going to be less guys signing out of high school. That stacks the rosters too. That sounds like all good news for college baseball, but the problem is, is it's a sport with 11.7 scholarships per team. What we just laid out there, and now for seniors, teams are allowed to go up and essentially give them their scholarship for next year again, but overall you're still facing that 11.7, that general limitation. The, the problem you run into that is, is, okay, what happens if you didn't lose four juniors who you thought were going to go in the draft? And you have two seniors who you expected, obviously, to graduate who are back. And then, by the way, you also got two freshmen or three freshman top recruits who were, you expected to see drafted and sign. Well, all of a sudden, let's say you've got five, six, seven, eight extra players. You don't have five, six, seven, eight extra scholarships. Right. It's going to create some massive roster crunches, and it's going to create a lot of transfers. It's going to create a lot of uncertainty and and that's before we start talking about the idea of, okay, we don't know how the economic landscape of college baseball is going to look next year, it, which is very dependent on is there a college football season or not? Because if there's not, then there's going to be some real legitimate financial difficulties for athletics departments all around the country overall because that's a massive amount of money that they, they depend on that we just don't know yet if it's going to be there. Huh, that's, a, that's a great point as well. So many caveats here. Let me throw another one in, and that's to look ahead to 2021, JJ, is uh, that really has an opportunity to shape up as being perhaps the most talent-rich 20-round draft in the history of the game in 2021, right? It, it, will, it will definitely help it. Um, I, I would say, because as we said, there will be juniors in this year's class who will go back to school that would not in a normal year. And some of those players are really going to emerge, although they'll also face a little bit of, up, of headwinds from the fact that they'll be a little older next year. And that's something that teams factor into their uh, to their draft evaluations and all. Now, the high school kids, they're only going to be eligible. Uh, the ones who are going to be eligible for the, who are in this year's class are the ones who go to a junior college. If they go to a you know, Division I school, they'll have to wait either two or three years before they'll be eligible. But it is going to increase that, that you know, again, 20 rounds. We know it's going to be almost surely going to be 20 rounds. That's that's going to be a really stacked 20 rounds. It could be a really special college baseball season next year, again, if we can work through the many caveats and the many hurdles that we have to do to get to there. Okay. I mean, which is good because we've got to make up for the fact that we could have had a really special – this was a really good college class in 2020, and we're not – unfortunately, we're not gearing up getting ready uh, to see what's going to be going on in Omaha next month. Yeah, no, no doubt, uh, and that in and of itself is a, is another story. Is JJ Cooper, executive e- editor of Baseball America, is with us here on Sports Radio ninety three seven The Fan. Um, minor league baseball probably has forever changed. We have so many unknowns, right? We don't know what it's going to be, but I think we could probably JJ at this juncture say that it has forever changed. Is, is, do you do you agree with that? I it's undoubtedly changed no matter what happens here going forward, just because. We've never seen something like this. The closest thing we have seen in minor league baseball to this is 1918. In 1918, the combination of World War One and, I mean, to, to make it you know seem you know similar to now, and a, a pretty massive blue epidemic 
the two together meant that the International League was the only minor league that finished successfully finished the 1918 season. Everyone else had to call it a uh, call it early. We're sitting right now, you know, it's May, and not only is no one playing baseball right now, but we have no plan currently to play baseball. Everything you hear about at the MLB level is largely focused on the idea of playing fanless games, at least in the uh, near term. That's not going to work at the minor league level. You can't find a minor league owner who is excited by the idea of playing games in front of no fans. They don't have TV revenue of any real uh, significance. They lose money on every game of that. They still have to pay for travel. And that go, that on top of that, you have the MLB team. So the MLB team's, who are trying to plan a kind of a bubble type situation for their MLB players. It's very different to say, we're going to put our double a team on a bus and, and have them go from Altoona to Akron. And then after Akron, they'll drive up to Erie and they'll come back There's a lot of hurdles to play minor league baseball this year. And if you don't play minor league baseball this year, that's a massive economic disruption for these teams because these teams are, uh, they still have expenses, even though the income has effectively been cut almost to zero for many of these teams. So it's going to be very difficult that way. And that's before we even get to the fact that there is a massive PBA negotiation going on right now, professional baseball agreement. And as of right now, there's no agreement between MLB and MILB to ensure that these, uh, that, that these teams will play and have major league players, major league teams providing them players for the 2021 season. Yeah, which uh, is just absolutely incredible. Think of the number of facilities around the country that – uh, conceivably could be vacant. J.J. Uh, Cooper with us, uh, executive uh, editor of uh, Baseball America. So um, what does baseball, you think, want as far as its reconfiguring of its development system? We know that they wanted to contract a number of teams and, and simply do away, let's call it what it is, with, with short season before this pandemic hit. Now that seems just uh, really um, a, a matter of a formality. Um, what, what, what is development for Major League Baseball organizations going to look like in 21 in, in your perspective? Well, when you say like, I mean, it is kind of almost a fait accompli in some ways at this point because we just talked about, we could be talking about a five-round draft. At the most, we could be talking about a 10-round draft. Well, mm. where do the players that stock rookie and short-season ball clubs come from? A lot of them come from the draft. And the Yankees in the 20, if it's a five-round draft, the Yankees are going to be allowed to draft three players this year which is the smallest draft that anyone has basically ever had. Um, so it's going to be really hard. You know, MLB absolutely has made it clear. They want 120 minor league teams, affiliated minor league teams going forward, which means low A, high A, double A, triple A. Eliminate, there'll still be a complex league where so each team will have uh, a team in the Arizona or Florida, you know, in Gulf Coast leagues. And they'll have, still have Dominican, you know, summer league team, but it will it will make the overall affiliated minors smaller. It'll have fewer players, and the idea is is that it'll kind of in MLB's mind streamline. Now, I, one thing I would say though is is that MLB has been adamant in this that their intent and their goal in these negotiations is to ensure that baseball remains in. There's 160 currently minor league affiliated minor league teams. So that would be 40. You could say 42 if a couple of indie ball teams move over. But 40 to 42 teams left out in this plan. They're adamant. They're still, they, their intent is to set up a system so 
all of those cities will still have baseball. Now, they say baseball. It could be basically indie ball like we see, you know, in, in a lot of areas. Washington Wild things aren't, aren't too far from, uh, from, from Pittsburgh. It could be uh, summer college league ball, you know, which we have a lot of around the country already. It could be a newly set up league for undrafted players. There's a lot of things that that could be. And there's a lot of there's a lot of devil in the details there, but but it is something where MLB's plan is to take affiliated ball out of it and replace that with something at which really let's just be fair at a lower level of baseball in some ways. Yeah, no doubt. I, it's it's going to be fascinating. The landscape certainly has forever changed, regardless of of really what happens with this pandemic. It was likely going to change, even if if COVID nineteen ever. Uh, did creep its way here to the to the states, JJ. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, great stuff as always. What are you working on uh, at Baseball America, if you if you don't mind? Yeah, sure. We uh, we are continuing to prepare for the draft. We are also uh, even though there's no college season, we're doing college stuff every day, and we're trying to you know we, the stuff we just talked about. We're trying to figure out the structure of what the minor leagues are going to look like. We're doing a lot of reporting on that. I should have another story up. Uh, very shortly at baseballamerica.com trying to explain more of just kind of what this means for uh, for minor league fans, for minor league teams, and for major league fans for that matter. So we got a lot of stuff like that coming up. Great things so far. I mean, again, hope everyone, you know, listen to this and stay safe. But uh, the great thing so far, we from a, I'm missing sports. We're all missing baseball, but it, it's staying busy so far. Yeah, and let me. Uh, ask- I would rather be busy than 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 without baseball than not busy without yeah, baseball. No, no doubt, uh, JJ. And before I let you go, if I could, really quickly, just from a Pirates angle, uh, how how does all of this in a vacuum you think uh, affect the Pirates? I mean, is it uh, does it affect them negatively? Does it affect them positively? I mean, this is a team. Obviously, you know where they are at with Ben Charrington in his first year. This is a team that is looking to infuse talent, and now that the, the there's differences with drafts and and, and development. Uh, logistics are going to be changing. Good time, bad time for that to be happening for the Pirates organization. What's your take? I, I'm sure I could try to craft. I could probably make a convincing argument either way, but I'm going to go with good time for this simple reason. So you look at the division, and I'm going to focus on the, at the division level. No matter what happens this year, we I, I, again, we all hope that there's going to be games at some point if you're a baseball fan, but – this year is going to be – this year basically service time still advancing. The Reds, for example, are a team that's, you know, that's tried to rebuild and really was kind of pointed to 2020. Well, if there's a shortened or especially in the – you know, hopefully not, but if there's no season this year especially, they kind of – their window kind of uh, – some parts of it are, are, are passed after this. They have guys hitting free agency. You know, I look at the Pirates. When you're early, I, I would say kind of earlier in that cycle, some of the teams that they're competing with in the division, I, I feel like that this is kind of negative for them. So that makes it probably positive for the Pirates. Um, obviously, I would say if I'm the Pirates, you know, that you, you want it to be a 10-round draft because you want to have more guys, more picks, and, and all that. But I do think overall, it, it may be a slight positive, I guess I would say, for the Pirates. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.